0: I'll finish this beer first and then we're gonna get I'll get another beer and then we'll be ready.
1: You're recording us with you getting more beer.
0: No, am I recording?
1: It to- says record
0: hello and welcome to the uh blue in the face podcast formerly chelsea fan conversation uh it's been a while it's been a minute hasn't it boys yeah
1: doesn't help when i uh, get deported but uh you know things happen
0: we might want to talk about that because we yeah as i said we used to be the chelsea fan conversation um we've rebranded we're when we're, we're fresh but um we yeah we had things happened things got in the way life got in the way
1: yeah that is very very true obviously had a bit of a visa issue and no longer reside in norway but found a way via covid times to figure out how to continue to do this
0: exactly i mean because we Basically, we, we had... How many episodes did we have? We had maybe like four... No, I think we had six. Yeah, well, six Seven. episodes. So we were obviously rocking it, and we were literally exploding, and everyone knew about, knew about us. But we had... Yeah, we all got a bit busy, and then Keenan got... got... bought <laughs> it. And then uh, Corona happened. But consequently, we have now a lot of time. A lot of well, free time.
1: Well, two of us do. Knut doesn't so much. <laughs> yeah, she still has a job. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> this is
0: true. Anyway, so
2: should uh, we I pass- don't know if this is necessary. Yeah. Do you think anybody remem- remembers us? This is like um, oh, no. somebody being at a no. party talking about their previous career, and nobody knows <laughs> who the guy is. It's even that's true. Um,
0: I hope for, I the dealist
1: all- celebrity who thinks they're relevant and just no one knows who the fuck they are.
0: <laughs> all I'm hoping for is like one. One fanatical person who's going to listen to us and like be obsessed with us and probably like stalk us. That's all I want. That is the dream. <laughs> it is. it but is.
2: Could we uh, could we address the elephant in the room as I called it earlier? The fact that we have a bunch of new followers on Facebook.
0: We do. What was it? And sixty. People? I think
1: we t- sixty two likes, but twenty one within the last month.
0: And that's us for basically doing nothing, really.
1: Which and I think on. I checked the page once. Maybe for some reason I fucked up Facebook's algorithm and decided to.
0: I know. Promote us to something going on things. with the algorithm? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we all done uh, now, Zuckerberg.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very concerned that as soon as people listen to us and know who we actually are, that uh, things will go completely the other way, and people will stop following us. Well, that's fine you
2: know seems the likely outcome if not now it's just just wait for opinions and uh, they'll be out the window <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yes. sounds yes. about right
0: please don't give us any feedback no um by all means um yes okay so let should we start by talking about who we are just to remind people
1: you know uh canadian massive chelsea fan um I don't know what else you want me to say.
2: There you go. Um, Knut? Knut, Norwegian, uh, with a, uh, I don't know what you're going to call it, a fluid accent, especially talking to you guys, because I will be switching in between British and, uh hey, buddy, Canadian. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can also, uh, yeah I not be Chelsea fan since 97, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know if that's uh, uncool to say now, how long you've been a fan, but. You
1: supported when we were shit.
2: Oh uh, no, I've been—it's all ups for me, really. So yeah,
0: I think Keenan's the only one of us who is not, uh, yeah, who is who is a glory hunter.
1: I was pre-Roman. I was pre-Roman
0: like by a year. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a <Excellent>. perfect timing.
1: <laughs> and say I supported before the money.
2: Yeah, for the rubles.
0: Yeah,
2: Kelski. <laughs> uh, yeah
0: so then that's so Knut is obviously Norwegian uh Keenan is Canadian and I am half English and half Norwegian basically born in Stavanger and then moved to the UK and then back to Norway and then yeah back and forwards a lot but um, yeah so we we are a mixed you're from you're bag. from
2: Brighton you're from Brighton and somehow yeah. younger up at Chelsea
0: Well no um, I was born in I was born in Stavanger and then we moved to London uh, when I was like one, and I was lived there for like three years, and then uh, we moved back again to Stavanger, and then I moved to Brighton when I was 21-ish. Yeah, So uh, I was I was Chelsea before I moved to Brighton. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: All to be right. fair, Brighton is essentially just
2: a suburb of London anyways. Of course,
0: yeah. It's, uh, it's the same place,
2: really, but better. Brighton is. So like if better. anyone's still with us, should we talk about football? <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool um, yeah but that, that is basically who we are anyway yes we will talk about football of course it's, uh, but basically we are we all met in Oslo that's how it all works even though Keenan is now
2: in Brighton three mates who want to talk Chelsea pretty much basically.
0: right um, <clears throat> we can start talking about Liverpool um, so Liverpool nil, Chelsea 1 Goals from Mason Mounts. Um, this was fun. Did we all enjoy this?
1: It seemed like a proper outfit for the first time under Tuchel. I thought uh, it was up until Everton. It looked like our best game. I Atletico was good. Liverpool was better. I feel like we've gotten better every game. Um, but this was sort of... You could see where Tuchel's... Um, maneuvering helps, and him playing for an opponent versus a set's formation. Playing Werner off of a high line, using his pace between, behind Chello on the side, using his pace, and clearly it worked. It
2: was Absolutely. good. It was very enjoyable, except for one thing, which always seems to be coming back, and that is the fucking refs. <laughs> oh, I mean, remember the Atletico game. There actually was a good ref. I liked him. He was good. That's probably the only time. It could be that I'm a Chelsea fan and don't like refs in general, but um, especially the Liverpool game, I think it was horrible considering, you know, what a... I don't know what a... Arm what was. a
1: goal-scoring position is.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. It's, uh, uh, that was
1: should... 100% onside.
2: Yeah, yeah. At, like,
1: ridiculous.
0: Well, I mean, it, cle- it clearly wasn't onside, but it was like. But the problem is that, like I've said a thousand times, it's sort of that you you talk about, you look at this when they start drawing the lines, you know, things going to get shit's going to get real, right? As soon as as soon as they start drawing the, the the first line, you go, oh, he's onside, and then some dickhead comes along with like an extra line, and he's like, oh no, he's it's. It's
1: like that that picture that came out when we played Arsenal in the FA Cup and. Martinez handled the ball outside of the box and everyone said, look at this angle. He's still inside, but it's just, it all comes down to camera angles and VAR is a joke. I still believe Timo was on. I've seen other angles that make it seem more, it really depends on what angle the the refs want to use.
0: It's such a, yeah. I mean, we're not going to spend the whole evening talking about VAR, but we could (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Even my Tourette's filled Liverpool supporting cousin admitted it was uh it should have been a goal, which is uh yeah.
0: I mean, if you can't a see big the from him. with your naked eye, then it's onside. Like, it just uh, yeah. The computer says no, basically.
1: Fair. There's there's a British reference for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I think we really yeah we really made. I think this was probably the first game where everyone sat up and took notice, which was really exciting. Um, I think we've been we've been doing this for a while. I thought basically scoring goals just enough, and then but literally giving no opportunities to the opposition.
1: Yeah, I mean we've been a lot sure at the back. I mean having three centre backs obviously helps. Um, I do think that. Aspie has been a lot better as a center back than a right back this season. Um, I think as you get older and your legs start to go, you're less likely to get caught out as a center back than you are as a right back. So having James's recovery pace is going to be massive. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, we all know how I feel about three at the back. I'm not a big fan and I hope that we progress to a little bit more like a typical four. But at the, I mean, at the time, why change something that's that's working? And yeah, I mean, you can't really knock it quite yet.
2: Uh, Tuchel, Tuchel, Tuchel uh, the German manager we have, he, he was talking about it because uh, he said, because he, he's been known to switch around a lot with formations, but he said that if you start <clears throat> switching too much, uh, players are going to think that that's the solution to everything. I think what he's trying to imply is that we you need player application. You need to be be invested in teams somehow.
0: He did say that um, <clears throat> you know, it will it was three at the back against wolves, but then if if we go on and win 20 games, then we'll stay the same. And we haven't been far off, to be fair.
1: And that's I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan in general of the formation, but it is that classic saying, if it's not broke, why fix it?
2: So, I, I, I mean, think it utilizes a lot of the place we have, you know, especially offensively. You have, um, you can play that, you know, three pretty close uh, attackers, you know, obviously the striker and the two, I don't know, supporting... half space tents. I don't know what you can yeah. call them.
1: That's a very, it's probably one of those strange Italian terms that we all get called (laughs) out for using.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but it um, works. I mean, look at, um, I don't know, uh, last game, Everton. I think, I don't know if it was um, Timo or Kai who was the furthest up the pitch, probably interchanging somehow, but it really gets the place, all the qualities out, in my opinion. I would agree.
1: And it, I mean, also we've we've seen Hudson Adoy in a new role as a as a wing back, which I, I never would have thought I'd see that. So clearly there is more to his game and Tukul, Trukel, as you wanna, <clears throat> you wanna say, has that eye for spotting characteristics in players. So maybe we will get more out of players that we were maybe we thought were underperforming. Under previous regimes, I mean, time will only tell like what we're gonna see and who we're gonna get uh, firing.
2: I don't know how you wanna <laughs> organize this, uh, Chris, but I'm very—I'm uh, not very uh, red line kind of guy. So, what quickly comes to mind when you talk about uh, Callum Hudson-Dowey is obviously his Everton game when he played in the—I uh, don't know what you can call it—the hassard role more of. Uh, the left
1: wing, yeah, free left roaming wing, kind of position. Free
2: roll, yeah. And he was so good. He, he was. He's more back to the original, the one we saw when he first arrived.
0: Yeah, but he was Very also on quick. the. He was also on the left, wasn't he?
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, So yeah. much better
1: on the left. he's Absolutely. massive on the left.
0: But um, I think it's, he it's been really bad on interesting the right if you think like where Tuchel came in, and just thought, okay, well, I need someone with lots of pace. And I think what's fun with. uh with Hudson-Odoi is like, I think he revealed one thing about Hudson-Odoi is that he actually, he actually does better when he has a lots of grass in front of him. So he has a lot of space to run into. So he's not literally one-on-one with the defender immediately, but he has the options in front of him. Like I think, and as a wing back, you get to do that.
1: I mean, I think he does have it in his locker though, to beat that player one-on-one. And I think in our squad, it really is, him and Pulisic are the only players who offer that. I mean, like, not,
0: not like one-on-one as in, like, obviously he can go past a player, but he wants some grass to run into in front of him to do it, if you get what I mean.
1: Oh, I, I, no, I I agree. And I think, but I think a lot of our players have that skill, but I think still where he thrives is one-on-one where he is requiring the trick, the the flair, if you will, the mm. hazard-esque moment to beat that player. He ha- He's so explosive off like off that step that players can't really deal with that mm. and he does have the tricks in his locker to to be players
2: well well he was he was very explosive and i'm not going to say that it isn't but the first time i saw it again was against everton
1: i mean yes i, I agree but it is back in his position
2: because if he played the right wing position he usually had more you know of space to accelerate but against uh, everton it was just off the well, bat. Like that.
1: I mean, I think that's the thing. Is I don't think he would do well as a left wing back. I think he would do well as a left winger or a right wing back. Because as a right wing back, it's like Chris says, he has that space to run into. He has more time on the ball. But as a left winger, he's more. You're more inclined to cut inside and then use that pace to drive across the goal. And you're on your your stronger foot. So it depends oh. what
0: we want out of him. From one youth product to another, what do we think of Mount in yeah, the Liverpool game?
1: I think he's been our best player all season. I think that game was just a testament to it. How he gets hate is beyond me. It's so frustrating.
2: But, 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 but where does that happen? Because I see all these tweets, you know, going like, oh, you're mocking Mount or whatever. And that's all I see. And I mean I'm not saying because it, I don't see it, it doesn't happen. Obviously, I don't see everything, but I, I think the guardian, the football weekly thing, they 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 <laughs> talked about it, you know, he was underestimated, or whatever. And the, the Irish guy, which I don't remember, he said, by who, you know. Uh, uh, all managers seem to rate him. Um uh, Chelsea fans seem to rate him. Uh you know, who, who does not it's, it's just, just it's trolls.
1: I mean, I think it is trolls, and I, I think it is those. FIFA virgins, if we're going to go back to that terminology, who he isn't amazing in game, so he's not amazing in real life. And Lampard is a naive manager, and he's Lampard's son. It was all of these these ridiculous narratives surrounding him. But I mean, there's a few accounts that I follow who are very much pro-mount, and they get a lot of hate because of the the pro-mount propaganda that they put out. And I've read through some of the comments, and it's, they're ridiculous just some of these, these thoughts of how ineffective he is when he is clearly our best player.
2: I find it so strange because, it, you know, over the last two years, you know, with, with Sari and Lampard and everything, you had it, it seemed like pe- people who liked Sari liked like the technical, smart players in my way of view. It. And it would seem to me if you liked Sari, uh, some of these people are, are going to like revenge themselves by not liking Lampard but why would you not like Mount if you liked Sari? I think that the players um, <laughs> because he's so intelligent as a player
1: oh he's he's like I said he is our best player but I think maybe going back to that where you you get that sense of Lampard favoritism and then suddenly Sarri's golden boy Jorginho's not playing like you're going to stick with like we we've have this ridiculous demographic in our fan base who are managed like pro managers and not pro Chelsea. And so everyone's calling for <laughs> sorry to come back and it's just like fuck <laughs> off like it's done.
0: I think it's uh it's really interesting. I mean, but just during the Liverpool game, I mean it was it was the performance of Mount where he literally came in and we had the the offside goal by Werner but we never really looked. We never really looked in much danger, which game upon game upon game has kept coming, and we keep, you know, playing all these teams that are playing terribly, apparently. But um, the fact is that we we seem to be making them play bad. Do you not agree? Because they yeah, can't really I mean, bad.
1: no, you're you're a hundred percent right. We I think we've been lucky in certain senses where we are catching some teams out of form. Mm. Like, Liverpool's home record is dismal right now. But regardless of that, they, they have, on paper, a better squad than we do. Regardless of whether Van Dijk is injured or not. but They I don't mean, have the depth, though. They don't have the depth. We, I think very few teams are as blessed as we are for depth. But That's it. <laughs> City being one of them. But I mean, it, it's players like we've obviously had key injuries for ourselves, like us as well, with someone like Thiago Silva going out and then players who I don't normally rate that highly, like Andreas Christensen and like Antonio Rudiger, both stepping up massively. And I mean... I'm the first one to call out a mistake, but I'll also be the first one to point out that they've been fantastic. <clears throat> and then we all, and then it comes into like during the Everton game, having Zuma come in and not putting a foot wrong. we clearly have players competing for positions for next season, and it's going to be interesting to see how it how it progresses. Like I had completely written Christensen off, and he's been standout for me,
2: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's been it's I, th- I been think that's the biggest compliment today. you can give to sorry', <laughs> no, no,
0: sorry. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say that like it's just been the way that um, Tuchel has managed to literally incorporate almost all of the players in the squad to um, at every point where you think oh this player is out this isn't he's not interested in this player, he brings him in well it's almost unnecessarily just to just for the for the sake of the squad and the well-being of each player so that we don't end up in situations where suddenly you have an injury and you have a player who's felt uninterested or not not available, and suddenly he can't play. But now everyone gets into the team. Everyone gets. Has into the team. Emerson
1: played for us
0: yet? He, no. Even he's played as a a what was it a, a left uh, centre back, didn't he in the cup?
2: That's true. That's actually true. Yeah, but yeah, he's because he actually started as well against mm. Barnsley, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So even
0: even the players who are like completely like. Everyone knows that they are not like first choice, but they are still getting involved in some point or another when Tuchel thinks it's available.
2: That's true. Yeah, but, but, uh, I think Tuchel mentioned three players, and obviously you can find it out, but three players haven't started yet in the Premier League. was well, it four? But it's, it's Emerson, it's Pulisic, and it's uh, um, Gilmore, yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you see his comments about Pulisic? And he said, It's to his detriment that I had him at Dortmund because I know how good he is for the last 30 minutes of a game off the bench.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that's one of his <laughs> more uh, le- less successful comments. I like everything he says, probably uh, just about, but that is not a good comment, really. I it's would not say- a good <laughs> comment, but it's an honest comment. And I think that's True. the
1: one thing that I've appreciated about him. Like, I was heartbroken with Lampard leaving. But I've appreciated just how honest Tuchel has been, in every sense. No excuses. Tells like tells media how it is. Tells players what he expects. And he, I mean, maybe it is that is his way to try and motivate Pulisic like, to say, you know what, change my perception of you from being an impact sub to being the first name on the team sheet.
0: But um, to touch on one other thing though, um, so the media. Obviously, I feel like after every game, we <clears throat> they always talk about, oh, do you think, oh, they were rubbish, they, were, they weren't very good, Chelsea turned up, they didn't turn up. And it's just like, like I said, I mean, they can't all have not turned up. So Chelsea versus Liverpool, did we outperform them or were they just really shit? I would
1: say we outperformed them. And they weren't bad by any stretch of the amount. They had opportunities. I mean, they didn't have a shot on target till the end, which every commentator seemed to comment on more than once. Hmm. But I wouldn't say that they were notoriously bad. I just thought we were just that. We just looked sharper.
2: But then again, they set out very naively because you know, Klopp knows to play only one way, and that is attack, moving the defense high up.
0: Yeah, the high line, yeah. And
2: they didn't really have the uh, personnel to do that. I mean, was this uh, Kabak fella from Schalke?
1: It's almost s- like signing a centre-back in the lowest, lowest <laughs> like, ranked team in uh, the
0: Bundesliga isn't going to solve yeah. your defensive issues. <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> That's bizarre, no. isn't it?
0: Bizarre signing.
1: I mean, you do what you have to do when all of your players who play defence are injured, but yeah, wow, it's still wow. strange.
0: Um, I think I think like Knut touched on it there with the the high line. I mean, I think it was fascinating though. You just like you'll you'll think we had we had the, the Werner disallowed goal, but apart from that, I mean, we there were so many times where the ball was launched in behind and we, we looked dangerous, and you just think like this is so obvious. Like we have I mean, written, oh, I've yeah.
1: I've been saying that for ages that we don't have anyone decisive enough. To make that killer pass behind, behind like the defense, and I mean, it was the first time that I've seen that was against Liverpool, yeah. or playing a ball behind the back line for a player to run onto, and then we did it a handful of times against Everton, but it was still a very different approach to the game, and I think that that is where we're going to get the most out of our players is playing balls behind.
2: But you need to place then to do that. You need to fast plays like. Against uh, Manchester United, we set out with uh, Oliver Giroud, Mason Mount, and CH. and uh, you know the first thing I think Solskjaer did was just see, oh no pace. We're just going to push the line up, and for the first time in history, they didn't like park the bus against us in yeah. a few times. So uh,
0: I think that we'll see. we are we're literally I mean. I think like, like I said, that the only thing that I would say that we didn't we didn't actually we didn't utilize it enough. Like we we had the opportunities to go in behind and we didn't do it enough against Liverpool. Like I mean, Werner's always gonna be there on the last man, but like if the balls aren't coming, then like we did it. I think
1: that's that's been to Werner's detriment. And I mean we're we're all sort of chastising him for missing clear cut chances. And you know what, he does need to sharpen up a little bit, but you look back at his time. Um, With Leipzig and he missed a ton of chances but they were also playing him the balls that he wanted behind defenders so he would have five or six a game and he would score one or two of them he's not getting those we're pushing him into wide positions where he's having to take poor angled shots that are at a low scoring like percentage it's just not it's not going to suit his game to the best he's not a clinical finisher
2: and that's more of an excuse for him. I, I feel. I mean, even under Lampard, people were talking about the uh, you know we're not playing in the right position. Under Lampard, he had tons of chances, which he missed. Miserable oh, finishing. I, but I, but, I'm, but, but listen, here's, here's my point. Here's my point. Uh, what I think. I mean, yes, he's not putting away chances. He absolutely should. But if he plays like he's doing, he's he's on my team sheet nine times, uh, nine times, ten times because he's creating so many chances and you know he's going to have a terrible first touch but in the next next situation he's going to pass a few players and he's going to uh, pass the ball to a uh, mount or something he's going to finish it so if, if he doesn't score I don't care he's going to create chances at, uh, and o- also uncertainty in um, opposition defences so I mean <laughs> it, that is not something it's, it's not something you should be considering when you pick a team but I really like the guy he is probably the nicest fella I've seen oh, in the yeah. Chelsea side. And he I mean, you know, obviously he's, he's been struggling to score like crazy, but he's he's such a cheerful fella. I like him. Yeah, it just seems like he's a little bit in his head. He's
1: complicating simple things. And I mean, I just I would like to see him receive the ball more centrally, but like with less. Opposition in front of him, I guess, and I guess that's why I want more balls behind defense for him to run onto, rather but than plus, him getting the ball like by the by the byline and having to drive in. That's not his strong suit.
2: But most times that's not that's not down to him or us or anything. It's down to the opposition how they set out to play, and very often it seems teams play against Chelsea are parking the bus.
1: No, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> that's why we need to bring Fabregas back just to play those. <laughs> simple balls in don't make him run (laughs) he doesn't need to run just pure
2: magic
0: but I think that's that kind of part of what um, what Werner brings and why Tuchel keeps playing him is that because when it's the the threat of Werner is perhaps more dangerous than more useful than his actual goal output you know than Werner is
1: well I mean he makes so many selfless runs that open up space for other players I mean I think that's why we're seeing slightly more end product from Mount and Mount is getting more opportunities to shoot. because of these these Space. runs. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean that's that was Liverpool. I mean, is there anything else that we thought we should be talking about with Liverpool? I mean, apart Golo from Golo Conte a, was amazing. A wonderful night, mm. wonderful day out, you know.
1: Just that Conte was fantastic. And all of these people who say we need to sell them and fuck off.
2: Including me, I haven't been saying we should sell him. I'm saying we, it's within the Chelsea um, way of considering it, because of it's uh, because he's obviously he's 29, but he's still he stills fantastic and he's a guy you should be having your side really. We have a
1: very big belief that new is always better. We want that shiny new toy, <laughs>
2: and uh, perhaps we've talked much about uh, enough about the Liverpool game, but I mean. You can't praise Mount enough the way he's been playing lately. It's uh, it's impossible. He's
1: he's my captain next
2: season, one hundred percent. Yeah, Not by far. I
0: agree, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Chelsea two, Everton nil. Goals from Godfrey and Jorginho. The own goal, obviously from Godfrey. Um, how do we enjoy that?
1: It was amazing seeing Kai play at the level that we thought Kai was going to be playing at from the get-go.
2: It was really yeah. good. It was really good. Um, I, th- I think one of the biggest compliments you give to Tuchel after his arrival is the fact that we we rarely get countered against. How do you say that in English? There's no, no, no. no breaks. We nullified the counter-attack. Mm, the yeah, counter- yeah, absolutely. The
0: counter-press.
1: How good was that tackle from Christensen on Richarlison? That was amazing. <laughs> that, that was as good as a goal. That was yeah, yeah, massive.
0: I thought we we really, I mean, it again, this is another one. Like, I mean, I swear I listened to, I watch all of the, the studio from around the UK. They talk about the game. And again, it was mentioned again. It was just like, oh, well, Everton didn't turn up. And I'm like, They kind of did. They tried. They tried to turn up. We didn't let them. I I felt like we were just massively better than them.
2: You ask, uh, you know, with with a Liverpool game, if we were better than them or if they were just very poor. This game against Everton, we were just a lot, lot better. We really don't know them.
1: I, I was a little bit worried when Mount wasn't starting, but... It was kind of interesting to see that we can perform at such a high level, even without him. I felt like he was sort of the player who's been making us tick, but other players are starting to perform just as well. So that's a positive.
0: Because we've been speculating for some time now about like whether if Havert comes in on the front three, whether that Mm. will give us the, you know, the openness to actually start and create opportunities. And it really did. He was so fast. Like, I knew he was quick, but
1: he looks fast. He looks like our fastest player.
2: He you think seems... so? I, think he looks, I think he looks like he's playing in slow motion because he's, everything he does is so composed and
1: mm. yeah. Thierry Henry esque, just yep. graceful. Like, he's dancing with the ball. Like when you watch Werner run, he has stumpy little legs that just don't really seem to get going. But it just Kai just glides.
2: I don't I don't know if he looks fast. If for me he looks like I mean, both his facial expression and the way he plays looks like he's been playing video games all night. So <laughs> it just it's just hazy and so but somehow he, he always gets the ball past us, whatever whoever he plays against and yeah.
1: I just remember one moment where he was chasing down Pickford. It was like early in the first half and just how little time it took him to cover that ground. I remember blew me away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's bizarre because I mean, it's, it's like he's not played a minute for Chelsea um, until this game. And we're just suddenly like, Oh my God, he's actually really good. And he's like, of course. I mean, he didn't make much of an impression before, but like, I do remember like the games where we played him in the midfield. I just remember like every time the ball came to him, I was never worried. I always thought he was going to make the right choice, which is something we've been missing.
2: And... Well, he had he had games when he was uh, he lost the ball more than anybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean that was perhaps from his weird, bizarre sort of short passing. But um, generally, like he his ideas. I mean, he if he's gonna if anyone's gonna make a good choice, it will be him. I think.
1: I feel like Canute doesn't agree
0: with that.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, listen, I first thing I want to say is that I really dislike people who are going like, to um, make a conclusion of a player or whatever, like put the final judgment on a player within the first year or whatever. I mean, he's 21. <laughs> he's bought to be here for 10 Old years. Old enough so. to know better. Yeah, yeah, but, but everybody's like, he cost 70 million, he should do better. Like... Um, there's this uh, English pundit on Norwegian TV called Trevor Moore. that he used to play it's for awful. West Ham. Oh. It's it's not very good, is he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because... I had a full-on rant, didn't I?
2: Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he, I don't know what was this analysis, Chris? You...
0: Oh, um, for for 70 million, you expect more. This was after the first half. Fair enough. I mean, mm-hmm. and he, like, but still, in the first half, you he had like he had kind of been dominating been behind all the good stuff, right? Without yeah. obviously scoring, and it's was just like, but Trevor Morley was all like, "Oh no, for seventy million, you expect more." And it would be, you know, he's yeah, he's not doing enough for me. And I'm like, oh. do
1: you not, <laughs> does, do they not understand that, like football age? You're 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 investing in the future. You're not investing seventy million for the player he is now. You're investing seventy million for the player he's going to be in three or four years, when he has that maturity, that experience, that consistency at the top. It's, he's going to be, he's far from the finished product and we're taking, I mean, of course, when you invest 70 million, it is a gamble no matter what, but the likelihood of him not reaching high, like higher, a higher ceiling than he's at now is slim. He's, he's massively
0: talented. I think... he, he
2: did score, was it, fifteen goals in the Bundesliga last season? So he obviously, it's yeah, pretty good. And I, I suppose you you could expect more, you know, from that. But still, I mean, it's, it's the it's the Premiership. It's really fast. It's it's faster than everything. Really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the German so boys hard. say it like this: it is it, it's fast. It's really fast. So they
1: they weren't expecting such big and strong players here. They don't have as big as strong players no. in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Thanks, Timo.
0: <laughs> such bless his heart, bless him. Um, no, I, it was it was really weird. I just thought like, yeah, this game against Everton, watching uh, Haberts perform, and he just he's clearly c- overcome his COVID um, uh, illness, and he just looks. He just looked so much better than what we'd seen earlier. Um, but no, I mean, he just, when he when, the way he put the goal in the first one, I mean, yes, it was via Godfrey, but like he's not, <laughs> the celebration and all of it, it just felt really box office to me. You know what I mean? He felt like a classy guy.
1: <laughs> he seems like a big money player. And I think he's going to have that attitude that we want like that winning mentality that I think a lot of younger players are start, like, sort of missing. And I f- I feel like maybe it's a stereotype of Germans, but bringing these elite German machines into the Premier League and bringing them into the team is going to tr- probably help focus where some of these boys don't really care about the results, not necessarily any Chelsea player in particular, but just modern football. It's more about the hugs after the game, the rivalries aren't as severe. And I feel like refocusing that. Mm-hmm. And he seems like one of those players who will do that. doesn't care about having friends on the opposite team. He just wants to smash in 24 fucking goals a game.
0: I love the, uh, the interview after the game where he was all like, uh, I've been out for some time and uh, now it's, uh, it's time to perform. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Might, might be beside point, but I remember this summer when when we brought all these players. You know, rival fans wouldn't have that. We had won the window or whatever, but they were very much back at calling us the, like a buying club. Oh, you yeah, such a buying club. You're all spending your money, dirty London money or whatever. <laughs> <London> money <laughs> and obviously, as uh, as the season has uh, progressed, you know these players haven't been they haven't been dominating, and we have been trying to like make a point out of it. But the thing is. Chelsea did win this uh, summer window so immensely. Everybody wanted Kai Havertz. There's not there's not a team in the world that didn't want Kai Havertz. Timo Werner more for a specific player, but man, he, he's, he's.
1: I mean, Timo is still linked with every single like top club, City, United, Liverpool. Like everyone wanted Timo Werner, mm-hmm. like Chilwell. A host of clubs wanted show well. And it's it's very, very clear that we want the transfer window. And how anyone can deny that is smoking something that's not legal in Norway.
0: <laughs> well I mean it's it's legal in Brighton ish, isn't it? So
1: I don't think it's legal.
0: I just don't think people care. It's true. Which is the same thing. <clears throat> um no. That's it's beside the point. Fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I think the, uh, the impression he's made on that game was brilliant. Um, any other performances we thought were worth mentioning? Apart from everyone, obviously.
1: Christensen, again, amazing. Really yeah. impressed with him. I was really happy with Zuma. I mean, I don't think he did anything noticeably exceptional, but I was happy to see him in the team. I personally like him in the team more than Rudiger. Um, there's obviously reasons why Rudiger's in the team and he is performing, and I'm not saying we should drop him, but I do very much like Zuma, just a personal preference type thing. That's so it. it's yeah. nice to see that he didn't put a foot wrong and probably will potentially have a chance to return to the squad.
0: Scores goals, doesn't he?
1: He does. Like yeah yeah, what is it? Four goals in the Premier League this season so far. Five. I think, I
0: think. it's six actually. I is it know. six? Well, we'll figure that then. out. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's a hell of a lot than the other defenders basically.
2: But I, I think and, uh, I don't know if I've been exposed to whatever they smoke in Brighton, but I think you have. The the thing I've seen lately, I don't know if this is true, but has Alonso gotten quicker? Because he's he's <laughs> actually beating players, you know.
1: I don't think he's getting quicker. And I think the. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he,
2: he's, he's winning running duels. You know, he was through against uh, Everton. I think it was, was probably due up, to but positioning he, but and passing. But, though.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if you look, he took the ball down and was just too slow to get a shot off on time. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it took a deflection and then Pickford made a ridiculous save. But Keane was still able
0: to catch up.
2: Well, I mean, I suppose he's, he's gone from being the slowest player in the Premiership to the. Third slows or something, but still.
0: What well, behind <laughs> the fridge, <Yeah>.
2: He's, <laughs> he's beaten plays, you know.
0: <laughs> I think I think Alonso's known for some time that uh, speed is not his friend.
2: There's Nobody's one hell of a if... left back, left wing back now. Wing back. He's not a left back. He yeah, not play yeah, left. I was trying to say. <laughs> I'll blame that on my terrible English.
0: Um, I've got actually I've got my notes. I literally wrote down that uh, Alonso defending question mark. Literally, I mean, he—I don't know what's going on, but um, suddenly there's moments where the player they, they get a counter um, situation, and suddenly Alonso's there with his long dangly legs, like he's running back and defending. It's. Uh, Do you think he's remotivated? Something's in the Kool Aid, that's for sure. Well,
2: on. it's not completely frozen out of the team like it was against uh, well, after the West Bromwich game.
1: Let, let's just let's play out his time at Chelsea. So immense under Conte, like part of a title-winning team. Sorry comes in. Um, question marks around Alonso. We bring in Emerson to offer competition. Neither are really great at what they're supposed to do. Sorry goes. Lampard comes in. They obviously have their issues. He He's more and more disillusioned with his time at the club. Eventually gets frozen out. So obviously wants to play football. Then we have Tuchel coming in who's going to say, clean slate, fresh chance for everyone. And he's like, you know what? I miss playing football. I want to play. And so I'm going to do the things that are required of me to be in the team, which includes defending. And I mean, heaven forbid, I don't think he ever really wanted to be a defender. Like, he,
2: I, I, disagree with the fact, oh, I disagree with the fact, I disagree with the fact, I disagree with the, uh, when people say he's a bad defender, because I don't think so. If, if he's set out to be you know left on the left back, you know, in a four, and he doesn't really go forward, it's no problem. His problem is his speed, you know, his transition, he, he, he can't do both because he doesn't well, have the it's, speed.
1: It's his decision-making. He's too often too far out of position to be contributing to the defence. But is,
2: is that decision-making or is it like uh, how the manager wants to play him? I would say it's six of
1: one and half a dozen of the other, really. I mean,
2: <clears throat> there are times where he
1: is our furthest player forward. And I don't think that any manager
2: would really want that to be the case. Not necessarily. He's... Very, it's a big goal threat.
0: I also have he, uh, I also have Hudson Adoy and uh, Alonzo m- moments written down. Literally, the way that both Alonso and Hudson Odoi swap places, so Hudson Odoi will be jumping out and taking the the left wing for Alonso to get into the box.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously. There are you. Maybe I was I misspoke, and maybe I wasn't. That's okay. Phrasing what I meant the the right way, but obviously we we want him in the box. But I think more often we want him at the back post. We want to be attacking down the right with him coming into the back post and tapping in. More often we want him the farthest up on the left, coming down the left, because there are times where we're building from the left and he's higher than the strikers.
0: Mm. That That's kind of that, his thing, though, isn't it? I mean, he, he comes in and it's his, it's when, his we, when interplay we're attacking in the
1: box. box. But he has no interplay. His passing is dreadful. Nine times out of ten, he cycles the ball back.
2: I, I, I agree. He's not good with the, uh, like the, uh, what do you call it, the rondo-like uh, triangle passing. But no. his crossing is really good. Uh, I mean, is it? I, I prefer Chilwell crossing than Alonso crossing. I'm, I'm sure Chris can mention... Two assists or three assists he's had since he's come back. I mean, Which might be a lie, but I this don't know. is the so is I'm the I'm thing. looking at Marcus Alonso versus Ben Chilwell on
1: the the Fantasy Premier League app, and Al- <laughs> Alonso doesn't have an assist in the Premier League yet. So I mean, clearly something's
2: not there. How much of his, has he been playing? I don't know. It's not much. It's
1: it's it's nine games to Chilwell's twenty. So obviously a pretty big. He did
0: have that bicycle weird goal, didn't he? And it was just, he, like, he, you think, that's probably only him in the squad who's going to score that.
1: You know, he scored one goal in the Premier League so far. Chillwell has two and two assists.
0: Um, and he had the assist. But listen, the, listen the I, assist I would love to see.
2: Uh, I'm very happy to see Chillwell back in the team because it seemed like you, can't, you make all these conclusions very early on with a uh, new manager, right? And obviously with. Um, Tuchel playing Alonso from early on. He, he also said it was a lot because of his height. You he needed him from defensive set pieces and whatever.
0: That old chestnut.
2: But but obviously, I think perhaps our most successful summer purchase was Ben Chilwell because he's settled in very smoothly. There's been no problems whatsoever. It's been very good,
1: very professional but, as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. But 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 I like to see both those guys because. I think what what Tuchel sees when he's played uh, the three four three is that's is, that's the best way to utilize utilize current squad. When you have somebody like Alonso, who's <clears throat> amazing going forward, you know, <laughs> amazing going forward. Yeah, he's not going to pass. Well, you, I just said he did, but he's he, not one who's going to go past players, and it's not going to be the best in the interplay. But he's going to have crosses, and if you give him the ball in the in the box, you know, it's it's probably one of the most dangerous players. Through. Are you know so if you play to his strengths, uh, which you can in a wing back system, he will be very dangerous for us, absolutely, (laughs) and 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 not in a defensive way, you know, in an offensive way, yeah.
1: I I do think that is why we saw Zuma come back in against Everton was for that, like, again, um, recovery pace because we knew that Alonso wasn't going to get back in time. Richarlison is very very quick, and but I did find it funny that um, we had play, like Aspie was man marking Richarlison pretty much the whole first half, and uh, Zuma was man marking Calvert Lewin, leaving uh, Christensen the opportunity to double team whichever player had the possession. It was in, I think that was a really interesting like little tactical point that I we haven't really done man marking strikers before. We're very much a zonal defensive team, but they, we were glued to them. Absolutely, they had they had no outball.
0: I mean, I think I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's 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 all about Tuchel's um, tactics. Tuchel's tactics, yeah. It's all about how he's implemented these players and moving, for example, Kai into the midfield uh, when we're defending. It's it's all. Each player, there, there is a plan for everyone, basically. Um, but to move on from one one wing to the other, what do we think of uh, Rhys James? How do we think that went for him against Everton?
1: I think he's still learning what being a wing back constitutes. Um, I think he's lost a little bit of his ambition to drive forward. Granted, he did have that run. I, was it against Everton where he ran and took the shot? Inevitably it was blocked, but space opened up and he ran in through the midfield. But my biggest issue is with Reese right now is the lack of confidence to pass forward into space or forward into the attacking player, whether it even be to feet. He checks a lot and passes it to Aspilaqueta, who is then like pushes forward into space. I don't know if that's the tactics or the instruction from the manager, but it seems like he's crossing less while his ball delivery is probably the best in the team. Um, and he is checking a lot more and it seems negative passing, if we want to call it that. Safe passing versus the, uh, the F- Sir Alex Ferguson, I want to be entertained pass.
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can agree with that. That's, you know, his performance, his uh, confidence at the moment. But uh, I want to touch on something else, which I think is interesting. You know, that is with Espigoleta in the team, in the back three or back five or whatever, it sometimes seems like we're switching in between our back five and a back four, where Aspie is like the right back and where uh, Reese seems to have like this space to move. First in, and like if the what do you call the inverted wing, uh, <laughs> the inverted back who moves into the uh, defensive and midfield space, and then out to the right again. So, I mean, it, it seems like you can uh, tactically switch a lot with Rhys James in the team more than you can with. Oh, this is all down to Aspilquesto being able to play, being as much of a utility player as is. Mm. But uh, I, I think. That, is, that involves Reese to play quite a few different positions with this I, so it, it means, so I don't know if this is confusing uh in the way he plays because he has to be more tactically aware than just playing one position you know running certain lines or zones or whatever so I mean but uh yeah I don't know it,
1: it is interesting like I mean because you're not wrong he there was a lot of talk like when he broke out at... like broke out for us that he was eventually going to be put into midfield because people thought that he had the more of the skill set to be a, a better midfielder than a defender, which I, I don't agree with. But there were a lot of calls for him to be, whether it be a central defensive midfielder or a right midfielder. But I think that, because he played midfield for Wigan, didn't he? He did. and a f- For a few games. So I think having that, Awareness as to how to play in the midfield paired with these instructions to sort of push in and occupy midfield space. Chris is having a lot of fun with Zoom
0: over there. I'm enjoying it. I've got all sorts of uh, reactions I'm using. I <laughs> but, mean, finish for uh, yeah,
1: no, um, I just it just it it seems like he'd probably <coughs> he probably has more instruction than us armchair critics know. And maybe that is why his decision making has been maybe affected a little bit, but I don't know. I, it's just, it seems like he's a little bit less ambitious than I would like to see him be. However, he smashed through Charleston,
0: and I loved it. <laughs> that is a high point of any game, isn't it? Any
2: it's, game. It's, it's, it's uh, maybe a year or more so back now, but there's this independent piece, I think, that talks about his um, training as a kid. Because I mean, it sounds like it's a uh, professional football, or whatever. But it was four, and his father put him through this immense. So, I mean, I don't think I think there's this. I don't think there are any players who's more tactically trained than him, actually. But I mean, it's a new system. It's a new manager. I don't know.
0: I think there was a there was yeah there was there was a lot there was a long there was a period in the first half where literally. All you could hear was uh, Torquil going "Wee see, wee see, and it was like because mm-hmm. you could tell by just watching it that um, that James wasn't actually where he needed to be, or he was in the wrong position. Um, and I think I, th- I think it's really interesting because I think it, it's the demands of being a wing back are not necessarily harder, but different to being a left back. Like you are. You are, you are up on both sides of the pitch. You are supposed to be, you know, the attack and the defence. And um, I think uh, it's clear that Reese is learning the game as much as anyone, anyone else at this point. I think he's, uh, Tuchel is teaching him. And then you watched in the second half where he came out and literally dominated. I mean, he was fantastic in the second half.
2: I mean, obviously, you have a new manager now who's extremely into detail. He mm. seems to be very, and uh, there's been a lot of talk about players being very, you know, happy that they are now told exactly where to be, exactly what to do. Uh, but it also means that you have a manager who's very into detail in the terms that maybe he needs to break something, or I don't know, if you have certain routines or certain things you usually do, he might want to change that, and that might be confusing. So I mean, it might be that. Reese James has been doing stuff that he usually did, and that Tuchel didn't like that or don't like that or whatever. So I don't know. It, it could be that he's one of those he's trying to kind of break down to build up again. I don't know.
1: It's like very possible. I mean, I, I think I I think out of all of these academy players that we have in the squad, the highest ceiling that we have
2: is in Reese James. I i used to it. think that but that was until mason mount uh, has been showing what I, he did this season
1: i mean i i still have this feeling in my gut that like rj is just <laughs> something else he's just he is the next big player
0: mount and he'll never
1: get nice the record he doesn't he, though? he'll ne- i mean he does though i mean he's god he does so much good in like the community as well like he's always volunteering for like food banks and things like that. Um, there was this lower league division player who had to retire due to like a mm. brain injury. And Reese James messaged him and was like, here's my phone number. Give me a call. Let's have a chat. He's just, he's not like the shithouse player that Re- or Mason is sort of turning into, which I kind of love, but he's just, he's, <laughs> what? Oh, what? what do you mean? Oh,
2: he's Mason tra- would never he's- call.
1: No, no. Mason's picking fights on the field. He's chatting shit. He's he's got a little bit of spark to him, which I don't see so much in in Reese. I, dis-
2: I no. disagree. Have you seen Mason? You know, he he looks like he would kill somebody on the pitch. If you ask me, Reese James. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He, Reece he, James, yeah,
2: he's been portrayed as shy, and I think he is, but not on the pitch. Not on the pitch. He is <laughs> a he's a fridge in uh, in motion.
1: <laughs> I mean, he is a, built like a brick shithouse. That is very oh, yeah. true. But yeah. <laughs> I, you, I don't know. I've, there was a moment earlier in the season where, like, someone tackled someone, I forget who, forget which game, but Mace just went in like he was going to pick a fight. Got up in the face, started, like, beaking off. It was great. We haven't had a player like that.
2: In a, well, we actually since... have a few now, and they're, they're so connected because if, if somebody messes with Mason Mount, Reese James is going to come in because that's his buddy from 15 yeah. years back, and they were only 16 and a half. <laughs> what else
1: so. have we all noticed? How many fights Kovacic has almost been getting in? Like he's a Grand Theft Auto character, and he's Love just it. taking the piss. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, we forgot to mention. Forgot to mention the ball in the face on the uh, in the Liverpool game. I mean, that was, was the number one on itself. Just watching that, it's fantastic.
1: I think Mane got up with the intention to fight Kovacic, and then saw Rudiger rushing up, yeah, and was like, "Nah, this this ain't
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen." Much like their season, I guess. Anyway. We also need to we also thought we'd talk about um, try and mention other things apart from the games that were like um, sort of contentious issues that sort of uh, around the club on, uh, on Twitter, for example. Um, so we thought we'd bring up uh, Tammy Abraham. How do we feel the situation is with Tammy? Are we, are we, are we, are we, are we worried? He's not playing. Is, it, is he going? Is he staying? What's going I on? I think
1: obviously there's a lot of speculation, and I feel like he is very divisive amongst Chelsea fans. I personally love him, and I've gotten into quite a few Twitter arguments as to why he should stay. Um, but I don't know why he's not in the team. Like Tuchel says he has to make the hard decisions, and yet we have two left backs on. Him on the bench sometimes it's 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 strange to me why somebody as good as he is who is like on paper our best goal scorer like best goals per 90 minutes isn't on on the bench
2: i, th- I when- think one of the he in my opinion he's one of the most mentally strong players we have because he's a striker and you demand that you can score but he doesn't seem affected at all if he's uh that's a wrong way to put it it's it's not like he doesn't want to he it doesn't it's not like he doesn't care about scoring but i think his mental strength is really good it's really strong uh he's confident whenever players are talking about him you know they always talk about his confidence um i have a sneaking suspicion that toho is trying to kind of break him into his mold and you know challenging him to be more of a play within his way of playing Um, but I I don't know I I, I feel he's a player that has got tremendous potential Uh, but he needs to be challenged and I think I I don't know I'm I'm very unsure how this is going to play out so
1: do we think that Tuchel is the right manager to get that out of him
2: yeah yeah definitely
1: so, I mean, I mean, I mean,
2: obviously, I mean, when, when Tuchel came, a lot of players were going to, a lot of fans were talking about, you know, is he the man to, a lot of people were afraid of uh, Mount not playing. And he's obviously going to play. He's a perfect player for Tuchel. And Tuchel is a player, no, a manager who's been known to play youth, but still a new manager is going to have his favourites or his type of players. And initially, it doesn't seem like Tammy is that kind of player. Which is what concerns me. It, it could me. be that this is a very stupid conversation within two months, you know. Maybe he is absolutely a Tuchel player, but I don't know. Um...
1: obviously <laughs> right now there are a lot of rumors going around whether he stays, whether he goes, whether he's happy with the situation. Obviously, there's the rumors that he hasn't like he's refusing to sign a new contract.
2: Um... but he did extend for one year and I think it was on his, no, you
1: know, his, it's choice. his choice. It wasn't that was the, no, it was the club.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Let's see.
1: And so I guess, like, I think that obviously we like the rumor is that we're going for Holland in the summer, and he will be a and first being,
2: choice. And this being the only New- or English-speaking Norwegian Chelsea podcast, we will bring you the latest on Holland.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. And so I mean, like, let's mode. say
1: we the dream comes true and we we manage to sign him, like. Obviously, Tammy doesn't want to be second choice. I think he'd be a good player to have, but he doesn't want to be second choice. He believes in himself that much. You talked about his confidence. He's a confident player. And I don't know. I, I have a sneaking suspicion he's going to go to Villa. That's, Villa? I mean, he... Yes, this has been he's, there,
2: yeah.
1: Been there, has great friends there. John Terry's there. For how much longer, we don't really know. Yes. And obviously, he's trying to get a job elsewhere. But, I mean...
2: Digression. I don't know. This is a bit of a digression, but I saw John Terry posting a, like, an Instagram post today with learning from my main man, Pep Guardiola, which was a bit strange to me.
0: You mean to Light, yeah?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think it's... Um... The, the Tammy situation is really interesting. I, I completely understand from his point of view that he wants to play football. Um but Obviously. I think one thing that I really I don't really get and I think he might not have considered is that no matter if he's actually a lot further along than he perhaps realizes he is. Like I mean, I think a lot of players play football, or strikers, I mean, play football, get established and score goals in the Premier League, and then get the move to the big club. He's already there. You understand what I mean? Like, he's already... Mm. He's done the loans. He's played in the other teams. Like, he's now in the Premier League. He's, in a, he's an established player. He is a known quantity for the club. And he just needs to buckle down and play football and figure out how to get into the team. Like... Absolutely, he but could, I he mean... Could go, he could go somewhere else. He could go, for example, Aston Villa again play in the Premier League, score lots of goals, and then come back to a big team, say United or City, for example, like, heaven forbid. But then he's going to be in the same position. He's going to have to prove himself there as well.
1: But it's the different thing is when... To... Sorry, go ahead, Canu. You...
2: Well, the thing is Chelsea going to play a lot of games during the season. And um, if he is second, you know, to say a Holland, which I would love, uh, in the future, there probably is not going to be a Giroud anymore in this team. That means he's he's going to play, or he's <laughs> he's bound to play you know, maybe not half the games, but quite a lot and be subbed on, given that Tuchel wants to play with a strike every time, because there's obviously other players who can play offensively, like, yeah. say, Harvard's in a false nine or whatever. Uh but I mean, I mean, I understand it very well that he doesn't want to extend because I mean, it, it gives him a lot of playing room, and obviously he is <laughs> he's been in Chelsea since it was I don't know what his when he signed eight nine six whatever, but you know for more than half his life. So you want I mean, his I, place? I think, he's, stay.
1: I, I think he's Chelsea through and through, and I think if he leaves, he will obviously be upset that he's leaving his his boyhood club. And I don't think he'll make that decision lightly, but I think he's obviously going to be considering, is that the right option? Because it's like you said, we do have other players who can play in that, that striker or false nine role. Drew, you're probably right. Isn't going to be here. Likely could be gone even next season. So we, let's say we do bring in Holland it's, it could be Holland, then Havertz, then Tammy. And if Tammy thinks that he's third choice, why would you stay playing third choice?
0: I mean, at the moment we are actually a little bit short with, without Havertz. I mean, in terms of strikers, because Werner isn't actually a striker in that sense. But if we,
1: if we as Chelsea fans also want to see Havertz, Mount, and Werner on the same pitch, then we have to line up with Havertz as. As a false nine. Not, like, where else can you really fit him in? He obviously, it shows that he's better higher up the pitch.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but if you, if you play the uh, three four three, you have those three ahead and three forward plays. I I don't know. He can play in one of the side roles, I think, really. Okay,
1: so, (laughs) we, then we play, we play Havertz, Werner, and Mount as those three, like, three up front. Then who gets dropped between, like, Pulisic and Ziesh and hudson Adoy
2: Our squad depth is quite phenomenal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it is, it's a bit <laughs> ridiculous. So it, it, it's, but it, it reiterates the problem as to why Tammy might feel like he's
0: spare parts. I mean, they're all spare parts at this point. I mean, the one thing I didn't touch on was that I think if, if the club aren't on aren't offering Tammy a fair wage in terms of, like, compared to the other players, then I think that's not fair. I appreciate that. I think um, he needs to be... He, he has been scoring goals um, safely the last couple of seasons, and I just think that, well, you know, he definitely needs to have a, a reasonable wage. You know, perhaps even whatever... Do any Hads of us enjoyed. know what he's on? It's not much compared to Hudson-Odoi, I think. I think Hudson-Odoi is what he's comparing himself to.
2: Which is fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I, Hudson-Odoi was in this perfect position wasn't he? You know, with by and lurking and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, what happens when when Team or not Team but Tammy is in that position as well? Hmm. When I could I could even see a team like Arsenal going for him.
0: He's he's too young for Arsenal now, isn't he? Surely.
1: Yeah. They, they do like their 34 year old strikers on 300,000 a week yeah and
0: then a four year contract or whatever fantastic <laughs> stuff okay um, I think we've talked uh, Tammy to death um, we should probably just quickly quickly touch on Leeds and Atletico um, how do we see we play Le- them we do play them that is a fact nothing we can do about it um, how do we see Leeds going win win can you...
2: It's 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 gonna be uh you know the, the first game against uh, Leeds in the in the league for me. I had the same feeling as I do with cup finals, because when I started supporting Chelsea ninety seven, it was it's me and some mates. They were Leeds. I was Chelsea, and you know I, this is gonna hurt a lot of Chelsea fans. But I missed them. I kind of missed them because. I hate them. <laughs> missed the I, I, that's I, I, a fair thing. Yeah, but obviously, obviously, I mean it was it was just a game in it's just any other game in the premiership. I mean losing to Leeds and winning against Leeds is completely different. It's so Yeah, so it's, I it's, think it's, we're going to I wonder them if is. I'm going to get the same feeling once again, you know. It's cup final feeling. Okay. Yeah. I think we're
1: going to smash them. I think we're going to this is going to be the first high scoring game under 2 goal.
0: I watched, the, um, I watched their game yesterday against... Who did they play yesterday? They played... Um, I do remember. Oh, West Ham? Yeah. Yes, West Ham. West Ham, yeah. I mean, J-Lings. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they literally got caught out all the time. And they... I, I like to watch it and think that it should be easy. But this is the thing. Like In theory, this is the first like kind of easy... Parentheses game where we've got on the run. and One uh,
1: thing I... that I will say is Bielsa only knows how to play one way, and like it's as he speak English <laughs> as it's with how ta- like he's such a tactician, go that he's gonna know every way to exploit that one system, and yeah. I I guarantee you, we've we've set up in training, A team being Chelsea, B team being Leeds, and just
2: running through them.
0: Okay, Uh, Knut, prediction.
2: Prediction. Um, I don't think we're gonna. I'd say two nil.
0: Another two nil. Uh, Keenan.
2: Is it at home? Uh,
0: Four. Four nil. Four 0 bloody hell! Okay, I'll go in the middle. Three nil, then that's fine. And Atletico, because we will probably record again after Atletico. How do we think? Um, Are we confident? We're at home this time, yeah. Yes, we're at home now. Yeah, um, they haven't mentioned that because they they talked about like maybe we wouldn't. No, we're we're
1: definitely at home.
0: Yeah, fuck that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I I think it'll be them parking the bus and not knowing how to counter they have
0: to attack don't they
1: they they, they're they're a counter attacking team really though well Well, they'll have Carrasco back though from injury no
0: thing like the games against us were the game against us was actually a um unusual for them and they did the same thing at City was it last year where they played counter no sorry Liverpool last year where they uh, played counter-attacking football and went, kind of went back to their roots and played this negative football. And But apart from that, they've actually been playing really positive and you know exciting football. Um, so I'm guessing they're going to have to play that way against us if they want to get a result. God knows. The I see
1: Thiago Silva being back in the squad yeah. by then. And I can't see João Felix or Suarez getting the better of him.
2: I, th- I think that's cool. But I think we'll win 3-1 because I don't think they're going to really try to get that goal. But I think
0: by that point, there will be the, the reincarnation of it, there will be It's going to be embarrassing. He's just going to start showing everyone how amazing he is in this fantastic team full of amazing players. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Alright, that's what I think. Alright, so what's one. what's your prediction then? Uh, for the Atletico game, I I think it's gonna be 2-0. 2-0, two goals uh, from Hallett.
1: You <laughs> said 3-1 canoe? Yeah. I'm gonna go 3-0. Wow.
0: Okay. This could get, this could be just, really embarrassing. Just to take the piss. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to lose at one point, but hopefully
2: not with these games. Yeah, but guess that's the thing. Is it's it's just been just good experiences with Tuchel, and uh, me being the negative person I am, I'm just expecting to, some downfall at some point. I
0: know it's yeah.
1: It, I've already told you what games we're going to lose. We're going to lose back to back games to Sheffield and to West Brom because they're <laughs> at the bottom of the fucking
2: table. It's, oh, that's it's very powerful. Chelsea. I mean, but then again, then yeah. again,
1: Sheffield is a cup game, and we won't lose a cup game. So maybe just West Brom. Yeah.
2: So Tuchel, you want to prove that you're Chelsea?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. No, it's um, they say
1: we don't have any history, but we do. We lose to <laughs> shit teams.
0: I, I think, yeah, I think there's one thing: we're back on this run. I mean, you know, you know how we like usually when these runs come up, you always go like, "Oh, I would be happy with like one loss, one win, and a draw," you know. But like thinking back on this run, I mean, this is a ridiculous run. Even without thinking about anything else, I mean, what the United, Liverpool, Everton, and uh, yeah, those teams, and it's just like, and you think, you know, oh well, it's going to be tough. We, but we fucking dominated. I mean, fucking three wins. I think The, the I big think thing is going to be you.
1: towards the end of the season, where our in our final four games we play Arsenal, Man City, Leicester, in a row, within a space of.
2: So there's two days? two shit teams. One team that has already won the league, and uh, yeah, okay. Well, aren't Leicester one of us right now?
1: Yeah, but their form. Didn't Arsenal beat us this season, even with their shit form?
0: Yeah, but that's I hate, that's I hate very how Chelsea confident though. I am now. I hate it. I literally I, can, I like. See, I'm
1: trying it to I'm trying me, to play the realist, which I shouldn't be the realist here.
2: But I have this I'm... theory. I have this theory because. Keenan, you've been one of those who's been saying I feel disjointed by the sea from the team since Lampard left and whatever, or since Lampard was sacked or whatever. A bit. I, have th- I, have a, I have this theory that Chelsea fans are kind of addicted to having pain, you know, the suffering. Because now now we're just doing too well. I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> life's too good. We, we need something to complain about. Yeah, we
2: we usually I mean. One and a half weeks after winning the league, we there's some crisis at Chelsea. Every year, it's a lot of the media pulling it, but it's it's also us fans. It's also us. Yeah, we're not Arsenal fans. Let's be fair. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) Chelsea's not Arsenal. Thank uh, God.
0: I know, but um, we should finish. Really, to be honest, we've talked about everything. We've, uh, I think, we have touched on more than enough. Anything you want to talk about? Before? Anything else you want to mention?
2: I'm good. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's good. good.
0: I, um, well, that that was basically us talking about football and ourselves for a little bit. But, um, yeah. But
2: well, we are very insecure people and uh, very open Extremely. feedback. So if you're listening, if you're still listening, yeah. for some bizarre reason, <laughs> give us a shout. Tell us what you want to hear, or what we should be doing better or worse or whatever.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh try to be kind though, because like like Knut said, we're very sensitive, you know. Constructive you know. criticism, please. Yeah. Um nah. but yeah, we we are we are amazed and um confused by people who are liking the group. I mean, it's gonna be sad though. I mean, there'll be nobody actually listening to this. They'll you know, we'll still have the same people liking it,
2: but no, liking the It'd Facebook be that group. you just they saw the logo and it just seemed nice. Yeah, it's a fun logo. I mean, credit to Rob for that, but
0: yeah, it's um, yes, we very much appreciate you listening to us. Um, it's it's very kind. Uh, think, consider us your charity. Um, that's about it, really. Thank you so much for listening. Have a, uh, have a wonderful week and hopefully a great weekend. Bye-bye.